I am so excited to tell you that the Academy doors are now open. So if you want to become an Unbreakable Mindset Life Coach, then this is definitely your time. We have put some crazy discounts on the enrollment prices to make this so easy for you to step into this transformational career. Please just DM me the word coach on Instagram, Don't Coaching, and I will send you the link. Welcome to the Unbreakable Mindset Podcast, your burst of weekly inspiration to keep your mindset on track to manifest your greatest desires. I am Jude Don't, your host, a world-renowned mindset coach, helping my clients and now you, the listener, to break free of the mental struggle, find contentment, meaning and purpose in your life. So there's two things that I want to cover in this episode today and they are going to fill you with joy. You're going to feel so good after listening to them and I'm hoping it's going to put you all in a positive state for manifestation because I appreciate over the last few episodes, unless I've had a guest on, I think I've done more mindset stuff for you. Whereas this episode I really wanted to bring back some manifestation, especially because we're kind of, you know, we're halfway through the year and it's really good to kind of have a little reset, isn't it? So this episode, I want to tell you about a friend of mine, okay? I was 16 and I just started working part-time at Next. I was thinking about telling you this and I started getting emotional just thinking about it. And it's just, you know, there's some people that are so important in your journey. And although you may not see them now, you just remember how important they were in the times where you struggled. I was 16. I'm going to really try and do this without crying. And I would imagine I was pretty broken. Okay. Like still lost, you know, like just still coping with the grief of my fiance who'd, who'd, um, passed away still only 16 like so young and so much had happened and this was my first ever job working in next and it just felt like it was full of grown-ups and adults <laughs> and I just felt like this this lost little girl and this sad little lost little girl as well now I started at next when it was still the stores were still quite small on the high street this is relevant because I think if you start somewhere big you may not kind of get this immediately, but it did feel like a little family already. And the other person that worked there was one of my mum's best friends. Oh my God, I might cry about that as well. <laughs> it was my auntie Carol. Okay, so not my auntie, one of those aunties. That's not your aunties. It's just your mum's best friend. And I just remember thinking, oh, I'm so pleased I get to work with my auntie Carol. And we worked on children's wear. And children's wear was so tiny. It had like one tiny little stand in the middle of the shop. And it was jam-packed because at that time, Next was doing so well. And you just kind of like, you know, you were really squishing the stock out. You know, on that tiny little department with one stand, there could be two of us or three of us at any one time. It's mad to think about it now when you look back and you just think, God, there's no staff in like massive stores. You go into Zara, there's like two people on the till now. Anyway, that's my retail head talking. And it was lovely. It was a lovely atmosphere. And I remember this one girl, and I don't want to say her name because I'm going to say something that she told me. So I'm going to keep her identity sealed. But I am going to tell you her story, sort of what she told me. But in terms of how we met, so we worked at Next together and she'll be listening now um, and you know who you are as you're listening on your way to work. And she 
just was this light. Like I just remember as this light, like I loved it when she was in on shift. Even if she wasn't in on shift, if you'd go in the next day, she'd written this hilarious handover note. Like it was so funny. I would just be so excited to get in the morning and read this handover note from her. Um, She was just one of those people that made you smile without saying very much. And so she was a really, really important part of, I guess, me kind of stepping out of this dark place that I was in into a completely different world. This was like the working world. I was like, I had a job. I was earning some money. Like, and nobody knew me as the girl that partnered committed suicide. Like, I just, I didn't have that identity, which was such a relief, like, to not have that and to be someone else. So to put context, it's one of those people who made a big difference in my life and although we've kept in touch it's been very sporadic we've lost touch over the years she now lives in Manchester she's lived in Manchester god I wouldn't even like saying she's probably shouting at the um at the podcast now um it's just listening telling us how long it is I think she must have moved there when I was about 20 if not younger so she's been there at least 20 years I reckon so in that time god I may not have seen her since since just before she moved and got married so it's a long time and she's been following like my posts on Instagram and like social media and stuff and now she's been listening to my podcast and we've we've sent a lot more kind of like voice messages back and forth and it's lovely to have her voice back in my life but the reason I'm telling you this story is because she was kind of in a in a rut I don't know how much of a rut I just know she was like oh I don't know whether like I need some some more of Jude in my life and she was like what programs do you offer and and we kind of got talking and what she decided to was to purchase the the month to manifest course I don't think she'd read the secret or anything like that the classic way of getting into it I think she she kind of heard about it literally through me through me talking about it and she wanted to do more work on that side of things just focusing on more positive stuff so this is where the story comes in that you'll love okay so she'd bought the course and within a couple of days all she'd started doing within the course was thinking about our vision board right so remember like at this point there is no resistance to anything because she's just open to it and and again that's the beauty of it and if you've ever heard anyone kind of purchased a manifestation course and just by them hitting the button something immediately happened it's because we raise our vibrations and we lower our resistance okay so she just started as I say to think about what she was wanting on her vision board and she spoke to her partner about it after a really hard day at work she was like oh just feel like I need a change like I don't know and she was kind of going back and forward but I feel like I'm open to something else and then she had I've written loads of notes down from the voice notes that she sent us if you can hear us flipping through them because I wanted to make sure I wasn't paraphrasing any of this after the conversation that she'd had with her partner she then goes and has a bath and just kind of like has some reflection time yeah she's got no resistance at this point just reflecting um you know resting up reading a book whatever and then she gets out the bath she puts on her dressing gown goes downstairs pulls her phone out of her pocket and there's a message there there's a text message from an old mentor who had messaged to say there's a job that he wants her to go for so how quick is that the beautiful end to this story is that she got the job and the day that she got the job she also found out that she had a build date for a new car. Now, if anyone's ordered a new car at the minute, like, 
it's just it's a bit of a nightmare in terms of they don't give you like a date straight away they'll say roughly eight months roughly nine months and then a few months beforehand you'll get a bill date and then you know it's kind of locked down that it's definitely coming or you know you've got a two-week window I think so not only did you find out the same day that you got the job which was like a tough like two days worth of interviews by the way she got the job and she also found that she got a bill date for her car which is just lovely like the little cherry on the cake and although she's so early into her manifestation journey the things that she's kind of taken away from it that she shared with us is that she started to kind of ask, right, what is there for me? What is there out there for me? But also, what am I willing to accept? And I just thought, wow, they're so, so powerful in terms of those two little reflections. And she's only just started doing the work in the month to manifest course. So if you're listening now, um, then just remember that you're going to be on here soon and I'll get her on. I'll definitely get her on once she's done the course and once she's manifested so much more in the next kind of six months, we'll get her on and she can regale this story and you will all absolutely adore her. I know you will. The other thing that I wanted to, less tearful, less emotional, (laughs) end to the podcast is I had a bit of an aha moment when I was on another podcast and it's weird because when you get interviewed you kind of realize oh there's probably stuff that I haven't told my audience because maybe I haven't asked myself the right questions to give you all the information and I started to um, when I was on the Canny Crystals podcast talk about things that I've manifested. It's really interesting when you look back because if we are stuck in resistance it's kind of good to look back and go well hang on a minute when if you feel like the thing isn't showing up for you start to have a think about when you have found manifestation easy you know I've got clients who I've worked with in the past who are unbelievable at manifesting when it's something that they don't have resistance to, like real kind of like, oh my God, they were thinking about this person that they've not spoken to in four years and then that person messages. Like those types of manifestation. But then the thing that they are really desperately trying to manifest, they struggle with. So then what they do is kind of like give up rather than looking at the evidence of the things that they have manifested. So in terms of things that I've definitely manifested, I remember living in a house with my daughter and it was the house that we'd moved to after um, we'd had to sell the family home. So this was just me and her in this house. I don't want to say I hated it because obviously it was, it was, it provided a platform for me to move on from. So I didn't necessarily hate the house. I just hated where it was and what I looked at. It wasn't pretty. And yet the the estate that I'd moved from was really pretty and I loved it. I loved driving into it. So then coming to this house, it just, I don't think it's too dramatic to say it broke my heart every time I drove up to it. But it was, it wasn't something I always remember opening the curtains and thinking, I need to, I need to buy somewhere that when I open the curtains, I feel happy to be there. So that was my goal, to find somewhere when I opened the curtains, I'd be happy to live there. I just kind of had that as a as a thing in my head. And I remember when, it, when, we, when we managed to get the house and it was on this lovely little 
courtyard and and I met one of my best friends that's still my best friends to this day who happened to be my new next door neighbor like there was so much good stuff came from this next house and I know 100% that that is what I was looking for like a house for me does so much more than just house me it's how I feel it's the energy that I'm putting into myself and that I'm putting out to the world And this next house gave me so much, like in terms of what I started to create from my vision board. Things that I started to create from my vision board. So when we got this house, and I had two cats at this point, I then got it into my head that I wanted a dog, (laughs) right? I put it on my vision board. It was this, I just googled like teacup Pomeranian. And there was this, I just literally put the first picture of the the dog that came on and it was this tiny little white Pomeranian um, which are unusual like you don't often see white Pomeranians and I didn't really put it on because of the color I just put it on because it was the first one that came up so I just screenshot it and put it on for months we would because I had to get my mum on board with this because I worked away a lot and I had two cats so it was so not the right time to get them to get a dog um and I was trying to get my mum on board with this like I begged it and begged it because I wanted her to like look after the dog part-time <laughs> like she looked after my child when I went to work and she was just not invested in this idea whatsoever and I, I tried hard solidly for about three months like my daughter would go in the house and even on like my mum would have this little notepad on her fridge for like um like a shopping list it was and every day Fia would put on that shopping list buy me a dog (laughs) and eventually I gave up and I took it off my vision board he's now pattering around in the office I can hear him if you can hear his little footsteps I took him off the vision board and I I kind of put it to the back of my mind because it wasn't the right time to do it like I that's him sneezing I was um I was single parent like two cats working away it just definitely wasn't the right time and then scroll on I'm about to go on maternity leave I'd be working full-time in my coaching business um my cat my last cat the other one had had to be put down a few months before that um it was awful she got knocked over and we were just so incredibly sad and my husband who never wanted a dog was like he was more on board because he saw how sad we were (laughs) anyway so I did my legwork on this in terms of like what Pomeranians were like as a breed what would they would be like with new children because I'm pregnant at this point so I need a dog that's gonna like be good with kids I went on a Facebook group for the breed it was like I don't know Pomeranian something or other bearing in mind this is like years later this must be at least five years since I'd previously put it on my board and subsequently took it off Anyway, I put it on the uh, put it in the Facebook group. I'm looking for a puppy around about January time because I thought, well, that'll give us two months to get used to being <laughs> the parent of a newborn again. Um, I mean, I was so crazy, wasn't I, thinking about getting a puppy at that time? Anyway, this lady got back to us and said, "Look, I've got a I've got a boy here ready to go. He's eighteen months or something." And I was like, "All oh, right, okay." Like I wasn't sure because I thought, "No, I wanted a puppy." Anyway, she sent me a picture and he was, and if anyone follows us on social media, you know, he's a white Pomeranian, right? He's tiny as well. 
And I asked her all the questions like, well, is he good with kids? And she was like, yeah, like he's no bother. He's dead quiet. Like he's not a yappy dog. Um, He's a real like kind of lap dog, loves sitting on your lap. And I genuinely thought she's having me here. Like she doesn't really, she's just telling us what I want to hear. Anyway, we drove down to Sheffield, which was about kind of three hours and we got there and I remember just thinking oh my god he's tiny and that's the first thing that anyone ever says when they meet him like oh he's really small is he a puppy he's fully grown he's just really small it turns out like teacup Pomeranians aren't a thing like you can't get a teacup Pomeranian it just so happens they'll either be you know like like as humans they'll either be like you know small or at all and he just happens to be small in the breed but they don't have you know massively different sizes he's just really small and he is like a perfect manifestation of something that I really yearned for I really really wanted a dog I grew up with a dog and he is he's pretty perfect I love bringing him to work every day and it's just so lovely to to yeah look at him and I kind of remember that he was a perfect manifestation in every way because he came at the right time it was the exact color the exact size and all of the temperament I wanted like he was genuinely the perfect manifestation and it may not have come at the time that I wanted but it come at the time that it was meant to other things that I've manifested along the way like my husband definitely like he is and I've probably said that before so my husband definitely is like every quality you would want in in a partner well for me anyway and he's amazing in every way and he never ceases to be amazing my boy like manifesting my boy I had a little baby boy on my vision board when we were trying to get pregnant because at the time fear was about like going into like teens um or what was like pre-teens which don't know if it's worse or not and I just felt like there was too much female hormones in the house and I was desperate for a boy so I put two images of families with a little boy on there and even though my husband thought he was told when we went to get a scan that the midwife had said oh I think I can see her arm moving and we came out and I didn't even know she'd said that because we didn't want to know what um what gender it was Luke was like I know what it is and he was like, I can't believe she told us. And I was like, are you sure though? And he was like, yeah, she definitely said something about her arm. And I was like, all right, okay. And I just put it at the back of my mind. And we still picked out a name for a boy and a name for a girl. So it turns out he got it completely wrong. Or oh, that's just how the midwife spoke. Because it was a boy in the end. So my manifestation worked when, um, when it came to that. My office is a manifestation. I had an office on my vision board because I didn't want to always work from home I wanted to have a space where I stepped outside of home but I knew like it was going to be a while off getting it because I'd only just started the business so I just kind of had it on there but expected that it would be a few years time but I didn't have any resistance to having an office and then it just so happened that um there was an issue with um the developers and they were oh, the horrific absolutely horrific developers however the result of it was they tried to say that I couldn't work from home we got solicitors involved and while that was kind of in the background we ended up viewing this office um in the old fire station in Gosforth just outside of Newcastle and it is the perfect space everyone says when they come in like I love it in here I love what you've done with it it just feels so calming and relaxing and it's perfect absolutely perfect and that was that was a genuine manifestation in terms of like 
the space that I eventually wanted to have, it just came quicker because the universe delivers us things at exactly the right time when we need them. And I thought I didn't need it a few years later, but I actually needed it now. Like, because I got an office a year later, I think we had the pandemic. Um, if I hadn't had an office, I wouldn't have got any funding from the government. But because I had an office and I paid a business rate, I got some funding. Again, I just think the universe supports us totally when it needs to. I will continue this kind of list of manifestations in another episode, but I really just wanted to, to reiterate for anyone who is struggling right now with manifesting, go back to all the things that you've manifested so far, really look into the detail, like what has come into your reality because of your thoughts? What things have you put out there? And what are you currently in resistance to? And start doing the work on that resistance. It will absolutely happen when it's meant to. Always hold that in your thought system. And go back to those lovely words that my friend said, which was, what is out there for me? And start really looking with like open eyes, like you're shopping in windows. What am I willing to allow in? What am I able to accept? What do I think I deserve? Okay. Have an amazing week, everyone. And I've got some fantastic guests coming up in the next few weeks for you all. But for now, enjoy the week. Start thinking about what you can manifest into your reality. Thank you so much for listening to the Unbreakable Mindset podcast with me, your host, Jude Daunt. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do share with others. And it would mean a huge deal to me if you would rate, review, follow and subscribe on your podcast app. This will allow the podcast to keep growing and going to new audiences. And if you want to know all the ways in which you can work with me directly, please visit Daunt coaching.co.uk the links will be in the show notes are you the creative type and you already know lots of cool things photoshop can do like create eye-popping images for social and gorgeous graphics for t-shirts and posters but did you also know it can instantly turn a gray sky into a fiery sunset change black and white to color in a click or make anything in your photo magically disappear maybe you're wondering can anyone use photoshop to take images from ordinary to amazing nope everyone can visit photoshop.com and get started for free